attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hey, another week. I, I feel like, actually, I think I just intro. I think we're in, like, auto mode that you say, hi, everybody. And then I say, hey, hey, hey. And then I'm like, oh, hey, another week. But yes, here we are. Another week of Gen D Generation Disney, a podcast by me and Dana for all of you millennial-ish parents and your kids and your families and just frankly anybody and everybody who loves Disney and loves California and all that, all that amazing happiness, warm sunshine hugs, warm hugs, warm hugs, as Olaf would say. I love that. We're on episode 10 now. Can you believe that? We've made 10 of these bad boys. Are we? No. Yes, because you've 10? been – this is why I'm having you label this as episode <laughs> 9A because you have been one step ahead of our actual Whoops. recording numbers. But yes, oh we my are, goodness, this is episode 10. People, episode 10. That's crazy. How? Yeah. How? Oh, wait. Maybe we are nine. Now I'm confused. No, I think we're nine. Guys, we we're... have been talking so much. We don't even know how many episodes we we've know. done. It feels like I, – I, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to reference – our, our trusty Apple podcast app, where you all should be listening to us and rating us. Oh, we're and episode nine. Us. Oh. We're nine. Why didn't I just look up? My husband has been, my <laughs> loving, wonderful audio nerd of a husband has been doing the edits for us. And he's so wonderful about this. And he's keeping us on track. And I see that he labeled our file episode nine. Okay, so episode nine. So the big 10th anniversary (laughs) episode will be next week. Um, But right now, episode nine, 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 nine. Um, Hopefully we have more than nine lives. I think we do. So uh, episode nine, we are very, very inching closer with every episode, inching closer to our return to the happiest place on earth. So close, Dana. So close. I like. It's so close. We need it to be now. (laughs) I find myself like just bored and like getting on the Disneyland app and like scrolling through. And I'm not really searching for anything. Like I'll be like, what other dining reservations are available? By the way, end of month, there is nothing. Like, thank God we woke up at, well, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to get those because there is nothing left. But I just find myself like scrolling through the app or like clicking on the virtual queue thing just to look at it and like all these things. But we're not there yet. I just want to be. I've actually stopped looking on Instagram because I'm getting a little depressed seeing all the other people who visited like Avengers Campus, which just opened and all the other things and just Disneyland General. I just saw Courtney Cox is there Ah, there yesterday. Beat me to it. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) I I was going to bring a video. Yeah. Her video of Courtney running around being like, as we would be eating all of the things at yes. Disneyland. It was really cute. She ate She's a turkey like, leg. I know. She had a so turkey leg. So if she ate a turkey leg, you can eat a turkey leg, Dana. I'm going to do the Courtney Cox in this situation and probably eat one half bite of a turkey leg and then hand it off to you. Because I ain't What, you don't think nothing. she ate all that food? No. <laughs> you see that that lady? She is the skinniest little thing. Gail no, Weathers. But I Gail can't Weathers watch. would I eat it all. Okay, well, she's Courtney Cox. She didn't say she was Gail Weathers at Disneyland. <laughs> she said she's Courtney Cox. Sorry, everybody. And I will it's say the ongoing scream references that pop up in this conversation. Uh, we love it so much. Did but I know- can't look at social media anymore because I'm just depressed that we haven't gone to Disneyland yet. I know. And I have all these friends reaching out being like, what do you think of this? Or asking me a lot of tips, which I definitely know how to answer them. But they 
kind of already assume I've been and I haven't yet. I really, I, w- I want to be there. And I was very jealous when I saw Courtney Cox there having a great mm-hmm. time and eating the things I want to eat. The premium Mickey ice cream bar. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cute. Actually, have you followed her? Her Instagram is really entertaining. It's the most, it's like, it's random. It's not like Britney Spears Instagram random, which is like a whole nother level oh. of. Woof. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Britney. <That's- laughs> I mean, did you see that post she put and she was wearing the snake costume and it was like this insane post yes. about like how she carried the snake at the VMAs and now she's a snake and like basically screw all the haters. I don't know. Oh. She's on another planet. Oh, bless. Bless you, Brittany. Bless. But Courtney Cox, I love her Instagram. She has been solid from day one. I think Ellen set it up for her a few years ago, and she posts some good content on I there. love her cooking stuff. She does yeah, those, like, cooking too. segments on there that, yeah. yeah. I Again, I would really appreciate, caveat, like, total tangent, but I would really appreciate her dropping a little more Scream 5 knowledge on us. That would that would make me happy because we January is a very, very long ways away, and Aside from going to Disneyland, the other thing I'm constantly searching the internet for are Scream 5 updates. So that's where my brain's at. It's either like Disney happy or Scream 5. So it just needs to I appreciate that's how your brain works because then I don't need to look up the Scream 5 news because I know you're just going to share it with me anyway. And then I get very excited. (laughs) I can't wait. You're going to come down here to L.A. and we'll go see it. Right. We basically have to figure out how we're going to sneak our way into the premiere. Like, yeah. so we need to figure so that listeners, out. anybody who knows the PR behind Scream 5, let us know. Drop us a line. We will do whatever we need to do. Instagram live. Is that the thing people do? Should well, we whatever would make yeah. you happy. We will do it. Yep. Please. Please. We Please. Just We're go. begging you. We're putting that out there. Okay. But back to the topic at hand, Disney. So yeah, no, super exciting. And I think we could probably dive right into some mouse musings with Disneyland because, oh, I had to text Dana this week. Panic attack full on set in, like hyperventilating, can't breathe. I don't know if I have the mental stability to do this again, but guys, we have to once again sit in a potential virtual queue on Disneyland.com because they have announced that Oga's Cantina is opening on June 17th. And that means that reservations become available on June 14th. They're super hard to get. And oh my God, here we go again. Can I just say we deserve to go to Oga's Cantina because (laughs) we have waited all this time to go back to Disneyland after it's opened. We're going after they've opened up the state of California again. And also, you know, the numbers will be higher. We have put in our dues and we are owed Oga's Cantina. What? 100%. If I don't have a jet juice that weekend, we were down there. Trip is ruined. And I know I've said (laughs) that a lot about things that I want to happen. And then we have like manifested into happening. So we got look. We we got our Landflight Lounge. We got our Carthay Circle. We got our um, Blue Bayou. We just need an Oga's Cantina reservation so we can go in there and have all the yummy drinks. Oh my God! What if we do this? This would be incredible, what? and also like this would be all of the 
the holy grail of dining <laughs> that we can get. If we can get all of those in a two-day span, I will be so impressed with us. We're basically experts, even though we're complete amateurs and not like those other people that we've talked about before who are on it. Like, I've been watching some of the Avenger campus opening videos, and, like, you hear these horror mm-hmm. stories, which we'll get to in a second, of, like, the six-hour-long wait to get in. But then these vloggers, like, are there and in the middle of it on opening day acting like, no big deal, we just waltzed on in, like... I don't understand. Do they sleep in like in the Esplanade, like waiting to get in, waiting for the park to open in the morning? I don't know. It makes no sense. I have some thoughts on this. But rounding back to how we are still kind of amateurs at all of this, but we love Disney so much. I have decided that we need to call ourselves. We're not Disney adults. We, Yes, we have a podcast that's called Gen D. But I don't think we're the people who like dress head to toe in like Disney garb. I think we're Disney or I think we're adults. Unless I'm at the park because you have seen my pre-Disney World trip wardrobe tours where I lay out all my clothing for each day. And like the mask, the hat, the tank top, the shorts are all coordinated by park. Yes, but you're going with a T-shirt. You're not going like (laughs) full on costumed, like themed. So I feel like we have Disney adult tendencies. I want to take us a step back from being like full fledged Disney adults. Probably our listeners would disagree with this. Yeah, I was gonna say anybody listening to this, like they're they're not gonna agree. They they know this knowledge that spews out of our head about the parks, which is disgusting how much we know about the parks. So I'm gonna disagree. We are like, I would say we are we're not like Disney maniacs. I mean, we kind of are, but we're like, we're like, um, we're refined Disney adults. Okay. Like we have a refined taste. We're not we're not decked out and head to toe, but you asked me a question about the teacups and I'll give you an answer. Right. So well, it was embarrassing. So my class got to town. Yes. So it, like it was I a want the Ray Bans. Like that's what I want from Mickey outfits. Like I want those Mickey Ray Bans that are really nice and ridiculously expensive and I'm never gonna buy them. But like that's that's my Disney style. Like the tasteful, like the outline of the black and white Mickey on the Ray Bans. That's where see I'm that's at. cool and tasteful. I might we might lose some followers what for what I'm about to say. Uh oh. I am not a lounge fly gal. I don't <gasps> like a lounge fly and I'm not a big fan of Mick, Mickey or mini ears. I do ball caps, ball caps all day. But um as far as the lounge fly, they are like ninety bucks a pop and I think they're really cute. But I need a functional backpack. I've got a four-year-old. <laughs> I need something that can actually carry stuff. And those backpacks, I just feel like they're a little generic. What if now. Lounge Fly made a few years ago mom bags? Uh, I I don't know. Like themed I, the pickled lounge petunia fly Disney yep. ones are really cute. Well, that's what I we like have. those because they're oh yeah yeah they're more bag. understated yep. they're more understated and kind of minimalist and so i like those I, it's actually like the one we have we have two pickled petunia diaper bags because one one we bought and one was given to us as a baby shower gift and they're mm-hmm. both so they're actually like they're tasteful and they look cool but they're also super functional like the built-in diaper changing pad and the pockets and this and that and everything like it's great it's it's a great yeah. great diaper bag Here's my thing about Loungefly. I don't want to spend $90 on a mini backpack that I really only will feel comfortable wearing inside a Disney park. That's too much money for a backpack that I'm not taking camping or actually backpacking to warrant like, oh, I'm going to wear this every couple of times a year because it's cute. And then I'd also have to coordinate my outfit 
with that. And then that puts me in Disney adult territory. And I don't want to be too squarely in as a Disney adult. Well, so uh, about the lunch flies, though, I, I should have taken a picture of this. When we were in Phoenix the other weekend visiting some friends, um, we went to the outlet malls down there because why not? Mm-hmm. And um, they had at the Hot Topic, they had the Pride lounge fly, Disney Pride lounge fly backpack. Mm-hmm. In Hot Topic, for some reason, it like threw me off. I was like, "Why is this here?" But cool, oh. and it was only fifty bucks. So maybe okay. if you want a lounge fly backpack, check out the Hot Topic outlet at an outlet mall near you, and maybe they might have a cheaper lounge fly bag for you. I think the only appropriate number for a lounge fly backpack is twenty five dollars. <laughs> I think it's too much. It's for a novelty backpack. What are you putting in that backpack? Tell me. But then, like, I was uh, anti-spirit jerseys for the longest time, and then I finally got one, and now I live in that thing because it is so comfortable, and I have my eyes set on this green one when we go back. So, eh, you know. I get it. I get it. And they're cute, and everybody who wears a lounge fly and mini ears, you are adorable. I think you are rocking it, and I love it. It's just not my style. All right, fine. Don't hate us. Don't 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 unfollow us just because Dana hates lounge fly backpacks. Um, what what do we know of me now? I hate turkey, turkey legs. Turkey legs, pickles. I hate lounge fly backpacks. I hate pickles. So basically, I don't know why I'm going trip, to We're gonna get Dana a turkey leg. We're gonna go to that because I think they're still doing that insane pickle cart um, out in downtown Disney with like the. Hot dog pickle deep fried monstrosity. So we're going to get Dana one of those, a turkey leg, and we're going to make her buy a lounge fly backpack and wear it around all day. That is the goal of this Disneyland trip. People have spoken. They want that $90 lounge fly. No, but people have spoken and they want you to eat the turkey leg. Like there have been multiple requests. I saw a friend who was listening to the podcast and she was like, I need video of Dana eating a turkey leg. So this will be happening and that will be going on Instagram. Uh, Follow us there at Jen D pod or yes, I think Jen D pod. Wow. I don't even remember our Instagram handle name because we like the problem you guys know when you're like naming things on the internet, right? Like you have to slightly tweak it because somebody else somehow has generation D or gen D. So I take that back at generation D pod is our Instagram account. Um, generation D pod. So we'll post it there if I can get Dana to eat a Turkey leg, <laughs> but um, back to Oga's cantina. It's back um, again. Reservations open on this coming Monday at uh, who knows when in the morning on the 14th, I will probably once again, because I'm a absolute nut job. I will get up at three, try, I'll wake up again at four, five, six, seven, and then we'll probably be texting each other at six in the morning and both on multiple devices in multiple virtual queue waiting rooms to get those Ogo Cantina reservations. Hey, Adam. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) The Disney God's work. Thank you so much for agreeing to get up at three in the morning. Um, if for whatever reason I happen to wake up at that time, I will try my best as well. Yeah, I, and I think to everybody, like if you're planning on going, honestly, if you're going with a group of people, the more people you can get to open up devices to get into the waiting room because it is completely randomized. So mm-hmm. like I've been in before Dana's before Dana's gotten through the waiting queue before I have. So really just like get on there, get as many people as you can, call your neighbors, call your friends, make everybody sign in. Um, but hot tip, make sure you are logged into your account 
before mm-hmm. you get into the waiting room because it's going to make you log in to make those dining reservations because of the credit card guarantee and all that jazz. So just make yeah, sure you set it up ahead of time. Yep. Set it up ahead of time. And all of what he just said also applies to Disney World. Disney World even more so because they have so many more restaurants. And because we're still in COVID times, not yep. all those restaurants are open. So getting a dining reservation is very challenging. Um, I work with a lot of clients who, you know, one of my services is that I will do dining for them for a certain fee because that is me getting up at three in the morning to do that. But if you're not if you're not working with a travel agent or you're not doing that service, set your alarms. If there is something really um, specific that you want to hit, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table or the Be Our Guest Restaurant are the big ones. They're really hard to get. Second to Chef Mickey and the Garden Grill oh. um, character meal. And you're not even yeah. mentioning the character breakfast at the Riviera. Yes, Topolino's Terrace. Any character yeah. meal at Disney World is virtually impossible to get, and that is one that you need to get up a little bit before 3 a.m. to log on and attempt to get. Write yourself some notes so that you're ready in the morning. This is what I do as a travel agent. I set my notes for my client. I know what their number one, number two, and number three choice are, and right when it hits 3 o'clock, I'm trying for that number one. So we don't sleep, basically. We just get dining reservations. That's what we do. <laughs> It's a lot of work goes into these Disney trips. You can't just pop down to Disney anymore. They made that can basically we, impossible. Can we talk about that for a second? I know we're so tangential right now, but <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, I think that's something that I'm kind of not, I won't say upset or angry because it's a little bit more emotional than I'm investing in this. But I do miss those days where everything did feel a little bit more like you could just go on a vacation and relax right. and not have to put all of this on lock ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, I kind of with Disney World, I kind of enjoy doing the planning. Like, I I enjoy getting into my Disney experience and like getting the Fast Pass when when Fast Pass Plus was still a thing because that's been gone for almost a year now. Um, I enjoy getting in there and getting the Fast Pass reservations, like building out our itinerary, making the dining reservations throughout the day, and knowing like what our week would look like so that when we got there, we were just kind of on autopilot and could enjoy it. So that is mm-hmm. one benefit. Like you never had to worry about where we're going to get lunch, where we're going to get dinner. Um, but with Disneyland, I feel like that's always been different because it's not most people aren't going for a week long vacation to the Disneyland resort. You're going for a day, two days. That's it. They yeah. really can't milk much more out of that place than you get in two days. Um, yeah. So it's a little annoying and frustrating, and I get it because of COVID, but I think it is annoying that you have to really plan the stuff out if you want to do all the things you want to do. You got to map it out weeks and weeks and weeks in advance to be able to lock it in. Because honestly, like if you probably tried to get a dining, I haven't looked, but if you tried to get a dining reservation for sometime in July right now, it's probably impossible. Oh, it is. I know because I'm doing this for clients. Um, You have to plan it in advance. And I will say the uh, dining, you're going to be okay unless you really need to see that character. You're going to find really great food at all of the quick service places. Both Disneyland and Disney World have phenomenal quick service. It's not the standard, you know, gross cheese on nachos theme park food any longer. So you're really fine with dining. I think the thing that I was more upset about, and it's gone right now, that you had to pre-plan was fast passes at Disney World. Yeah, yeah, I do miss. I definitely do miss the fast passes. I and I miss. um, I really thought Disneyland's version was the Max Pass or whatever it was called. 
Mm-hmm. That was so good. So good. So much better than Fast Pass Plus. Because you got it the day of. You couldn't start making your reservations until you were in the park that day. Yep. I was just, yep. I love that. I love that thing. And the photo downloads you got with it, too, was a great perk. Mark my words. I think when Disney World comes back with whatever Fast Pass system they have eventually, it will be a Max Pass style where you are paying a service. So before it was $20 for Max Pass. You just like Adam said, the whole day you could book your um, Fast Passes on your phone. It didn't take away the paper Fast Pass ticket. So you could still walk over to Indiana Jones or Space Mountain yep. and get a physical ticket. But you could do this on your phone if you paid the $20 and it just made it so you weren't racing all around the park. And you, yes, you got those um, photo pass photos. I loved it. I thought it was very easy. I hope that they go back to something like that um, instead of just the general 60 days out. You can now book your fast passes and get up also at three in the morning. Yeah. Well, anyway, a long way around to say we can't wait to try to get into Ogos Cantina on the 16th. <laughs> um, but the other thing, speaking of uh, quick service, really, I mean, quick service, um, the quick service restaurant in Galaxy's Edge reopens on the 17th as well. So more and more uh, dining availability is coming. If that's docking like, bay seven docking bay right? seven yep. yep yep docking bay seven they have that really yummy falafel thing and like the they have some good yeah. plant-based options there plan out your mobile ordering first thing in the morning because this brings me to the next thing oh in true disney fashion the grand opening of something was a bit of a nightmare shocker um so <laughs> we kind of alluded to this earlier avengers campus opened uh, last weekend, Yay. and I was watching all the vlogs and the social and all that stuff. And Me for too. people who got there at four o'clock in the morning to stand in line, they had a great day. Um, for people who park hopped over from Disneyland halfway through the day or got there at like right at opening, they encountered insanity. It was like mile long lines to get through security. Once you were inside the park, uh, they got up to, I think they said, after. Park hopping hours started, so when you could go from Disneyland to DCA, the wait to get into Avengers Campus was a six-hour standby line to just step foot into Avengers Campus. That Now, the exceptions were if you somehow snagged a midday um, Spider-Man ride, I'm just going to call it the Spidey Bot ride, um, <laughs> Web Slingers, <laughs> if you somehow managed to grab um, Disney's version of Universal's Spider-Man ride, tickets uh boarding passes you could get into avengers campus with that um a lot of people try to get in by having a mobile food order for pim's test kitchen and apparently those all disappeared by 9 30 in the morning but people were coming back to avengers campus saying i have this food ready for pickup and they weren't allowed in so that did not get you back into the park or back into I the lane. I did land. not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's good to know. They've tweaked some things. Uh, you can no longer mobile order for the shawarma palace stuff for the shawarma cart, and they are encouraging you to not place a mobile order for Pim's Test Kitchen until you are actually in Avengers Campus. But like they they have no way of policing that. So these, I don't know. They've got some work they to do. They should just take it away. They should just take the mobile option away for Pim's for the moment. I 100% agree, but then can you imagine what the lines are going to be like at PIMS when you get there? Yeah. I don't know. 
So we'll see. Hopefully it's died down in a few weeks when we get there. I doubt it. Can we talk about the thing I'm most excited about seeing is, well, besides the food, I'm so excited to see this Spider-Man animatronic. I know. We talked about it the other week. Remember? No. It's so cool. It's crazy. I've rewatched the Imagineering documentary series on Disney Plus like five times. I just love it. It's like my background noise. And I was reminded that they show you a little clip of that guy at the end of the last episode. It's so crazy. It looks like they are flinging a Cirque du Soleil performer into the air uh, in a Spider-Man suit. And it's a robot. I know. And he's free flying. He's not attached to anything. I know. He looks like a Cirque performer. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't wait to see it. But then it's like kind of a bummer. I was watching the videos and like, so the animatronic does the like flying through the air. And then you see actor Spider-Man in a harness scaling down a wall. And you're like, well, that kind of killed the illusion there. Because he's like fully attached to this massive harness to scale down the wall. But sure put put disbelief allow yourself so folks to when you're there it. if you see a spider-man not harnessed then he's probably the animatronic and if he's harnessed it's probably the actor um speaking of avengers campus did you watch any of the like media day coverage and stuff like that because this one vlog i follow the folks over at uh ordinary adventures they film the entire doctor strange show oh god damn I- it's I saw bad. clips of it. I didn't watch all of it. Oh, they showed. I saw, they I saw the door the open thing. and he comes out, and that's basically all. I saw this on TikTok, so probably I saw the best version of it oh because it was all truncated. Let's just say we should go into the sanctum to like walk around and see it. I don't know if it's worth sticking with the show. It looked it weak. It needs work. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I hate to be a downer about it, but it just we watched it and we we're like, what? That's it? Like. He just goes in and out of a door with a giant video screen. Like, I don't know. It The sets look really cool. And the space looks really cool. Well, my um, friend Allison went. She was one of the lucky people who got um, an invite the day before. And she said her favorite thing, hands down, was all of the character interactions. Yeah. There's a lot of characters. COVID doesn't really feel like a thing there because, one, most of them are masked up anyway. Um, but it feels very interactive, the kind of you know, interactive that you want to have with a, with a character. So I'm excited about seeing them and I'm, I'm excited for the food. Yeah. Well, I'm totally excited for the food if we can get the food. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, I think it is pretty cool. I think they were kind of like doing a, Oh, what was the big complaint again about galaxy's edge? There wasn't enough actor interaction performance stuff going on. Like people have been complaining that, Aside from that little stage show with Kylo Ren and some stormtroopers and like mm-hmm. Ray walking around, there wasn't that much actor interaction. And this looks like a lot of interactive theater almost inside yeah. Avengers Campus, which I'm super yeah. excited about. I think that'll be fun. Like that entire, like the part with Spider Man and the animatronic is his like grand entrance to his like meet and greet thing, right? So like they yeah. created an entire show that bring Spider-Man down to do photo ops. Like that's, that's, so cool. that's pretty creative. So, and then uh, the, um, I'm going to say it wrong. Black Panther reminding you that Wakanda is forever. Um, the dot, the, the, Oh Good my one. gosh. People don't hate me, but his guards, the, Oh, the female guard. Yes. And I'm blanking oh. on what they're called. I'm anyway, I'm going to look it up. I don't th- remember. You look it up, but their show looks awesome. Like they do this cool show and the choreography looks amazing. So I'm excited to see that stuff. Like, I think it'll be fun to explore around and see that just the Dr. Strange thing. I watched it and it just, 
not great. And it's also super weird when you have an actor that is their face and they like clearly tried to hire an actor that looked like Benedict Cumberbatch, but like Mm -hmm. slightly off and the wig kind of does it. It's just weird. I don't know. I don't know how to say this name, but I found it. The Dora Milaje. I don't, they're the insane, fierce, butt whooping ladies of Wakanda. I also saw that on TikTok because apparently that's the only place I get any sort of news <laughs> these days. Uh, and I did see them going down, like marching and doing these cool, like performative marches with yeah. their sticks and stuff. It looks good. Um, so yeah. the only other thing I would say out of that is uh, keep your eyes posted on everything. I think how they're Disney is figuring it out as they do. As this goes on, so who knows? We're going to be watching to try to figure this out and enjoy Avengers Campus while we're there. This was also our strategy as to why we were going at the end of June so that they could get all these kinks out. So it's a love-hate relationship I think that Adam and I have with when something opens, we desperately want to be there. But we want the best bang for our buck and hope that things are kind of settled. We did this also with Touch of Disney, and I think we made the right decision. It sounds like it came out with a bang at the beginning, but then fizzled and then it kind of became better. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully things are sorted out and we can get all of our tasty things. And also I want all those different cocktails from the tasting lab and like to have the, in the beakers. I want that. You know what we should do? We should, because we are all vaccinated and we have a, we're rolling deep with a lot of adults in this group. When we go, we should get all of the drinks and then do like a taste tester and, Decide what we all like. Disclaimer again, like Dana said, we are all vaccinated and everybody be vaccinated before you try anything like that. Um, Yeah, I think we should. I'm in for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Okay. So uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention, and this will tie into some, what we get to in a minute, everybody's favorite segment on Gen D, the vault. Um, Disney announced on Disney Plus. I'm super, super, super excited for this new show. It's coming out in July on July 16th. It's 10 episodes called Behind the Attraction. So basically, once again, Disney executives are listening to our podcast and we're like, ooh, Adam and Dana are on to something. They're doing this thing called The Vault. Let's do it better. <laughs> so they uh, <laughs> I'm sure. 100%. Thank you, Disney executives. You can send the royalty checks to us directly. Um, so they are premiering the show that is basically like mini documentaries on the attractions, which I'm super excited about. Um, and there's going to be like Jungle Cruise, Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion. Uh, one is about monorails and trains. And like, so I think it's going to be a really, really, really geek out cool show. I'm super excited for I can't wait. And also, that will help us with our research when we do this. You know what I have in front of me? I sent you a picture of this, but I'm actually reading. This is my fun literature. I'm reading a book called Reality Land, and Ooh. it's the history of Walt Disney World. Oh, that's fun. And I'm going to use this for one of our rides in our next vault because Ooh. it's a great story in there. But, yes, that kind of stuff made for me. I love the history of Disney. I love the history of rides. I just like to hear all those backside backstage stories. Yeah. 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 So that should be really exciting. We'll remind you guys later when we get a little closer, but yeah, July 16th on Disney plus. And I know all of you listening probably already have your Disney plus subscription, so it's fine. <laughs> um, by the way, we watched Corella last weekend. Me too. So yeah, we did too. good. The music, right? Oh, the music was- that, Emma Stone was so Emma Stone. Like she's phenomenal. Um, 
She I, was great. The costumes. The oh costumes, my god. Oh my god. The costumes were beyond. The whole thing was so good. I can't wait. There's gonna be a sequel. Like there cannot has to wait. Be. Cannot wait. Because there's a mid. Yeah. Did you see the mid mid credit scene? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ah. I can't wait. It was so good. Um, anyway, complete tangent. But that's that. That's the mouse musings for this week. And I think we're going to play a little game. I have a game set up for us since we've been talking about California Adventure. And I feel like we haven't done California up too much. I think we should do more with California Adventure. But I was going to do the same game that you and I played a few weeks ago, which was like the pick one out of a category of four choices. Got it. However... I, I changed it and I want to oh. do a game that is old versus new. So we okay. know that California Adventure is basically a brand new park from when it was first opened in 2001. And everything has either been redone or completely torn down and has a new rides in its place. So I'm going to take you around the park and we're going to decide if the old version was better or if the new one was better. Ooh, okay. Sound good? Fair. And this okay. works because – I think this is going to tie in very well to what I have to talk about in the vault. Oh, okay, good. All right. Okay, well, let's start with the easy one. I think the easy answer. We'll start with the big roller coaster. So it started as California Screamin', and then a few years ago when Pixar Pier became a thing, they changed it to the Incredicoaster based off of the Incredibles ride, or the Incredibles movie. So tell me, which one did you like more, Ooh, California well, Screamin' or Incredicoaster? I love me some Neil Patrick Harris. But remember, he used to do the launch yes. on California yeah. Screaming. Uh, I think Incredicoaster is way better. The retheme they did when they added their house. I mean, just even the stuff in the tunnels, like it wasn't that much. But like yeah, Jack Jack in the tunnels. Oh, my it's gosh. So it's so good. And then the smell when you smell num num cookies, which yes. they're genius because they smell the num num cookies. And then the second you get off the ride is the num num cookie cart, which are delicious. Oh, I hope that's Oh, my reopening. God, yes. Can we get one of those when if we If it's go? reopened, it hasn't been opened. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. I know. Okay. But they're so good. It's in you my get... cookbook. We could make them. Ooh, I have the, the recipe. Um, but, yeah, I um, think Incredicoaster wins. That was a good plusing. I agree. I, I love the theming. Um, it, but it was plus. great before. But, yes, it. I, I agree. Side note, I came up with this last time I was in Palm Springs. You know how Disney has, um, like, the Vero Beach location and Alani in Hawaii? Yeah. They've got a couple. I think that they should open a Disney resort in Palm Springs and make it all that mid-century modern. And they can tie in the Incredibles with it. Or really any of the Ooh. mid-century characters that were, you know, popular in the – 50s and 60s um but yes i want i want a disney-ified palm springs resort so disney make it happen <laughs> cut to Makes next sense. week it's all, everything's announce. so close cut to next week they announce and then my theory that they listen to us continues <laughs> we're like the um, simpsons okay. for disney we say it and then it happens yeah or maybe we just uh, well you know what no Let's just go with it. We are the Simpsons for Disney. We predict everything Disney is going to do. Done. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this ride, but there was a ride that was an um, straight up and down ride called the Malaboomer that was right by on the pier at the end of Incredicoaster or um, where the roller coaster is. It was called Malaboomer. They took it out and now in its place they have the inside out ride. Which one was better? Um. Oh, man. I mean, the theming of the Inside Out ride is great, but I do think Disney needs more thrill rides. So I would go with Malibu. 
That's the right answer. I love Malibumer. <laughs> the vomit shields kind of freaked me out a little bit. Not a lie, but um, <laughs> I loved that ride. I loved the like pit in your stomach you felt when you were, you know, sent up. So I loved it. Um, okay. Also does not exist anymore. Thank God. Um, the pop, I don't even remember the name of it, but the paparazzi ride or the Monsters Inc. ride, which took its place. Oh, Monsters Inc. I love the Monsters Inc. ride. And they they corrected everything that was wrong with that god awful paparazzi ride through LA. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is adorable though. I which it's it. amazing when you watch. I think there are like some videos around, and we should talk about this at some point, of like parts of the LA like paparazzi ride that were just replaced by monsters they literally like threw another costume on an animatronic and we're like boom there you go oh my god that's amazing <laughs> my favorite scene in the monsters inc ride is the sushi restaurant on the date and you see um cecilia you know monsters <laughs> just like shouting yeah <laughs> my favorite um okay this one <sighs> curious what you're gonna say about this one it's still there today but we have Soarin' Over California, which was the flagship ride California Adventure used when they opened, or the reimagined Soarin' Over the World, which is what they what is there now. Easy answer. They should keep Soarin' Over California in California, and they should keep Soarin' Over the World at Epcot. Done. I agree. Disney, make it happen. And maybe they I could missed- actually, at this point, reshoot Soarin' Over California and, like, yeah. freshen it. Yeah. But... It, it's at California Adventure. Like, keep it a soaring over California and let Florida have the soaring over the world version. Maybe I'm looking at it with, like, rose-colored glasses, but I don't even think they need to refresh that footage that much. I know it was done a long time ago, but when I watch Soarin' Over the World, I think they went too heavy on the CGI when you see, like, the polar bear trying to reach out at you and stuff. I'm like, oh, this feels really forced and, like, maybe will look super dated faster than the actual footage they got from the first ride. Yeah. No, I I think keep California in California and let world have world. Agree. Totally agree. Okay. This is another really hard one. This is my last one on my list here. Okay. Um, Tower of Terror or Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and this is a good segue because guess what we're going to talk about in the vault? Guardians of the Galaxy. So, okay. I, oh my gosh. I have so many mixed feelings on this because I love Tower of Terror. I think it's so much fun and so unique. But this is an example of Disney eventually made the right call because the Tower of Terror at Disney World is way better than the what the Tower of Terror at Disneyland was for the pure fact that that cart like takes off out of the elevator shaft and like mm-hmm. moves around on its own, which is insane. Yep. And then you it's don't so cool. know when the drop is going to actually happen. Um, I love it. I love loved it. it. And I do love the retheme that they did to it in California. And I love because I love Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. I think those movies are so much fun. And the soundtracks are I have the soundtracks on my phone because they're <laughs> great soundtracks. Um, and and I think they they actually did a really good job of it, of retheming it. And which we'll get to in a second. But like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to vote for Mission Breakout. And that might be I, unpopular, but it's so much fun. Like my husband doesn't think so. Kurt, Kurt is does not not a super fan of that ride. He likes the old school Tower of Terror. 
Well, I would be more upset if they had transferred the Tower of Terror in Florida as well to Guardians of the Galaxy and we lost Tower of Terror entirely because I love that ride. It was my favorite ride before Guardians. It still is my favorite ride in Florida. Um, But I agree with you. I don't think it's unpopular opinion. Guardians is a better ride than Tower of Terror because of all of the different elements that they've added to that ride. Plus the music really music is so fun. It It doesn't make it scarier anymore. It's like a fun ride. It's just thrilling. Yeah. 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 Um, The rocket animatronic is my favorite too. He's he's one of my favorite animatronics. Before we get into the vault, I'll just say, um, I'm very curious to see what happens with tower of terror. There was like rumor for a while because CBS owns the franchise and they re rebooted um twilight zone for cbs all access which there have been two seasons and they're phenomenal like well because jordan so, peele's behind yeah, them right exactly and yes. season one season two is way better than season one because they let jordan peele have more freedom like creative freedom in season two um and i think so Anyway, there was talk that CBS might try to up the pricing on the rights that Disney pays to use uh, the Twilight Zone theme down there. So I haven't heard anything more on that. I'm assuming they sorted it out. All the lawyers probably signed a bunch of papers and figured it out. But anyway, just random, random note there. There's like random little CBS properties and like CBS Paramount properties at theme parks around the world. Like in Germany, there's an entire at some theme park um there's mm-hmm. an entire star trek the next generation roller coaster and themed ride which is nowhere in the u.s but it's like a cbs property but they sold the rights to some random theme park in germany uh, it's like <laughs> movie park i think is what it's called but anyway if you're a star trek nerd like me you would enjoy that um and i am not so i'm <laughs> Good on you, man. Well, I'm the one who always argues that Star Trek did it before Star Wars. Like, Star Trek built Galaxy's Edge at the Las Vegas Hilton in the 90s and, like, early 2000s. And it was an entire immersive land Uh, at uh the Las Vegas Hilton, Star Trek The Experience. It was There's articles about how it was Galaxy's Edge before Galaxy's Edge even happened. I mean, you had, like, Quark's Bar. You had the, like, Borg escape ride. You were transported onto the Enterprise. Like, Mm -hmm. it was great. Um, Anyway, Mm -hmm. don't get me started. Star Trek did it first, and they... And then Disney was like, okay, fine. Oh, oh, good gracious. What am I (laughs) going to do with you? So, okay, uh... Real quick with the vault, since we already ta- touched on this, I wanted to, since um, Avengers Campus is opened, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we could dive into the vault with Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout because it's four years old already. It opened in 2017. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing opened on May 27th, 2017, 22 days after the premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So wow. what even I totally forgot about, but it even blows my mind more, is Tower of Terror closed on January 3rd, 2017. So less than five months wow. later, they opened Mission Breakout. That's impressive. Because it's a good, if you want to call that an overlay. It's or an if you insane call that, overlay. That like, a whole change up, it, it was... You, I, I let me take that back. That's not an overlay. That's a whole new ride that they are just using the same track for. You walk yeah. in there, it's unrecognizable to the Tower of Terror. I mean, you think about like, yes, the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. They built a new show building at Hollywood Studios for that, 
And so it was like, so I guess that like overlays, they just used the Chinese theater as the opening as a front. So I guess it's a little different, but like this was just, it's mind blowing because you walk in there and it looks nothing like it used to. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, it was, so like we said, it was a retheme of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Lots of upset Disney fans when they announced they were closing Tower of Terror to retheme it as Mission I w- Breakout. I was one of them. I was pretty upset about it. But then you converted when you wrote it, right? Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, and which it happened to a lot of people. As soon as they opened um, Mission Breakout, people were like, okay, fine, I forgive you. This is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, and it was like, it was... Just kind of there. They hadn't announced an Avengers campus yet, right? When they did this, because Bugs Life Land was still over there with the Bugs Life Theater and all that, which they'd taken the Bugs Life show out of and they had just been using it as like a preview space for upcoming mm-hmm. Disney movies. Um, but they hadn't announced the Avengers campus, but all of a sudden, as soon as they opened Mission Breakout, there were all those rumors that rumors started circulating that a bigger Avengers campus was coming because there was like a construction wall with Stark on it. And there was Mm. that sewer drain with the Avengers logo. Do you remember this? It's like, it's not a sewer drain. It looks like a sewer drain, but it's like a emblem in the ground by mission breakout with the Avengers logo. And that's it. Nobody talked about it. And they were like, this is that. And then a few months later, they were like, haha, surprise. We're going to build Avengers campus. (laughs) Um, so it's there, it's a ride, it's amazing. I, I wanted to touch on, because there isn't that much history behind it, other than they built it in record time, in my opinion. Um, but what I wanted to talk about were some of the fun little Easter eggs in there, um, that you should look around for when you're in it. So I, did you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC? Oh, no, it's but, so good. Yeah. So I, I ended up, I stopped watching after season four. I got, I just got lost. And then our son was born and I was up in the middle of the night feeding him all night. So I watched the entire rest of the series at three, four o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Um, Really, really good. But there's a little we Easter know, egg. Adam, you don't sleep. I don't sleep ever. <laughs> um, There's a little Easter egg inside Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout for you Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s fan. Terrigen crystals, which were a massive part of the Inhuman storyline on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You like got in the dust of the Terrigen crystals, and that's when you turned into the Inhuman from a human, um, went to your little cocoon and then broke out of your cocoon. You were like, I have superpowers now. Um, (laughs) So they have some Terrigen (laughs) crystals in there. Um, In the collector's office, which I love this, there are some Hydra soldier helmet and weapons in there. And remember the whole idea, these are the things that the collector has collected from around the galaxy and put into his fortress or whatever you call it. So um, they did leave a few little nods to the Tower of Terror, which I appreciate in the library scene. And this is the scene, this is the pre-show where that amazing rocket animatronic comes out that we've talked about, like, so cool. Mm -hmm. It's really disappointing when the B-show goes and you just see um, the video. He hijacks the video screen when the animatronic's That hasn't happened for me. I've always seen rocket. It's really a bummer. What Adam's describing is if you've done Tower of Terror but haven't done Guardians, that's the little room that you go in and watch the video, which starts with the Twilight Zone music but this has now been turned into like rocket is 
refusing the wiring in that room. Yeah, he's basically hijacking um, the collector's place to get yeah. his to get Chris Pine and Zosalandra out. Um, and then <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, in there, they have a couple nods to the Tower of Terror in the office. Um, there's, if you look closely, you can find a bellhop hat from the costumes that Aww. they used to wear, that the cast members wore in there. You can find a luggage tag with the Hollywood Tower Hotel logo on it. And you can also find a painting from the Hollywood Tower Hotel in the office scene. So that's kind of wow. neat. And then, because the collector does not stop collecting and has been collecting things from around the universe, including right here on planet Earth, there are two fun Disney things they've hidden in there. One is easy okay. to see. You see it in line while you're waiting to go into the lift shaft. Okay. And that is, do you know what it is? <sighs> Something Disney. Um, in that line is it in the upstairs part or the downstairs part i think you can see it from both i feel like somebody's pointed this out and i feel like that person who pointed it out might have been you probably one time <laughs> what is it i don't know it's the original matterhorn like the original sorry the original yeti not matterhorn. Yes, it's the original yes, yeti the from the matterhorn yeah the He's original like yeti. gray paws yep the original yes. yeti from the matterhorn ride at disneyland is in there so the collector grabbed him that's where he went when they replaced him on the ride wow. the collector got him and then this is our mission when we are there in a okay. couple weeks we have to find this because i have not seen this and this makes me very happy because every time we're at disney world i force my husband to go ride this ride with me because it just makes me unbelievably happy how cheesy and bad it is but can you guess who i'm talking of that is somewhere inside this ride somewhere oh, from disney cheesy world bad well you love the cheesy bad rides you love are um Tiki Room and Jungle Cruise. Do not hate. Do not call Tiki Room cheesy bad. Well, okay. It's not bad. <laughs> but it, it ain't not cheesy. And you know this. I love you it. You know this. No, it's at. Okay. Oh, okay I'll, so I'll give you another clue. It's from Epcot. Oh, okay. Oh, cheesy. So the collector it, stole something oh, from Epcot. Is it the Dream Finder? No. Is it Figment? It's Figment. It's figment. It's ah! figment. So there is a okay. figment somewhere inside Mission Breakout. So he was picked up from the collector from Orlando and wound up in Mission Breakout. So that's amazing. We have to find it. We are on a mission to find okay. figment at Mission Breakout when we're there. Okay. It, we may have to write it multiple times to be oh, able to find it. Fine. Okay. It's only my favorite ride. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Um, it's it really I think the really cool takeaway from that is that they put that thing together in less than five months. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And I love so that. You can imagine like the work the Imagineerings did behind the scene. Imagineerings. The Imagineers did behind the scenes just to plan it all out so that they could slap it together in less than five months. And that includes the complete repainting of the massive building. Like that was no undertaking. No little undertaking. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love so. that ride. Folks, if you haven't gone on it, make that a priority when you go to California Adventure. I think it's the best ride in California Adventure. I haven't ridden the new Web Slingers yet, but 
it's so great. It, I wouldn't put little kids on it. I know there's a height restriction as well. But I feel like if you're, you know, eight and up, it's your kind of scene. Yeah. And like a thrill ride. A hot tip from what I read opening weekend at Avengers Campus, the shorter lines were actually at Mission Breakout. So um, because everybody was like piling into Avengers Campus. And this is like on the outside of the very entrance through Hollywood Land to get in there. Um, Also notice the new goo that's on the ground that was they added, which I'm excited to see. There's a hidden Mickey in the goo. Yep, we have to find that too. That might be easier than finding figment. I know. We need to make a list. I feel like the people are going to need to see that we accomplished all of these goals. (laughs) But we both know our number one goal right now is just to get Oga's cantina, which will be our 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 number four. (laughs) No, no, no. Dana eat a turkey leg. Turkey leg. No, no, I I can't hear you. I'm sorry, Adam. You're you're cutting out. I can't. Huh? Don't worry. Don't worry. Huh? It will happen. It will happen, people. We will not disappoint. Dana will enjoy mm. it. Um, yeah, so that's that. Remember, uh, give Dana some love if you're booking your upcoming trip to land, to world, to Alani, to wherever you're going to go. She got you covered. Yeah, I do. You can always uh, get a free price quote on our website. We are gendpod.com. Now I'm concerned I didn't get that right, but I think that's our our email. It'd be so <laughs> much easier address. if we could just have it all. I know. Yeah, I think it, it, it is. GenDPod.com. Just find us. Find us on Instagram. All the links are on there. We're at Generation Dpod on Instagram. Um, hit us up there. DMS rate, review, subscribe, like, all those things that they tell you to do. Please do that. Um, we love, we love this. It's just fun for us, and we're glad you guys are along for the ride. And We'll have more next week. We will. And also just wanted to put this out there. We've got a couple more interviews lined up and we're excited to bring those out to you guys. But if anybody has been a former cast member, current cast member, has a love for Disney and has a really specific insight that you think would be really wonderful for us to talk to you about, hit us up. We're looking for more people to interview. So let us know. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, thanks, everybody. Uh, Dana, less than like two and a half weeks, we get to see each other. I know, I can't wait. Oh, it's also gendpodcast.com. Goodness gracious. gendpodcast.com and Instagram is generationdpod because we want to make this as confusing as possible. So at generationdpod on Instagram, (laughs) gendpodcast.com. And with that, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.